Chestnuts roasting on an open fire. Oh, definitely would not like my nuts on an open fire right at the moment, but that's another story. Welcome to another Guitar Wang podcast. This is uh, episode 236. If anyone is counting, I am apparently, I'm your host, Troy McCubbin. Thank you for joining us for one of the last episodes of the year, I believe, or close to it. And um, I think we've got one more in the bag. I don't know. We'll find out. But anyway, we hope you're well, safe, and looking after yourself in these crazy times. Can't wait for this year to be over. Um, yeah, don't we all? But anyway, we're going to continue on from uh, where we went off, left off from last week with Bruce and Scott. Thank you for all the support again. And uh, let's put this year behind us and get on to another one. And uh, we'll, we'll go from there. So, uh, yeah, not much really else to say. Guitarwank.com. Support Guitarwank at Guitarwank. Patreon, Patreon slash Guitarwank, blah, 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 blah. Bruce's One Minute Lessons. You know it. Go there, support the show. It helps us immensely to uh, keep the show running. We, we keep it running on the smell of an oily rag, peoples. But uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to getting this year done. So uh, sit back, have a little eggnog, or a little scotch, a beer, a stubby, whatever floats your boat. Have a drink for me. I'm going to have a drink for you guys. And. Um, yeah, let's, uh, let's move on to 21. All right, guys, we'll uh, catch you all next episode. Be safe, look after yourself, wear a mask, wash your hands, and uh, up your bum. Merry Christmas and Happy Hanukkah. Two kids from one to ninety-two. Although it's been said many times, many ways, Merry Christmas, Merry Christmas, Merry Christmas to been preparing for Nam about you know talking about right. Nam. Yeah, I'm just yeah. starting to get emails from press and they're going to do all live online press through Zoom and all that kind of stuff. Sure. Oh, cool. So well, um, they're going to have some kind of Nam. I got a great idea, guys. Let's go down and just show up for Nam. <laughs> parking will be great this year. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Best year for parking ever. Yeah. It's probably the best Nam ever. <laughs> yeah well i don't care i mean i'm i you know i'd rather do it the right way and 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 i'm reading a lot of this on the internet and the reason why they're doing it in 2022 instead of 21 is that in my line of work as far as like tours if the venues aren't packed people lose money i mean the promoter loses money everybody loses money you I, they you don't have to necessarily sell out the show, but if it's not packed, if you're playing to like a three quarter house or a half house, it's a disaster. You can't do that, you know, because these guys pay a lot of money for advertising, and they won't spend that money for advertising unless they think they're going to get something in return, like they're going to have a full house and they're going to make some bread. And you know, if you go there and say, "Give me my money." Sorry that you lost your ass. They're not going to invite me back. And so you got to play the game and just wait for and do it right. So, you know, I don't want to tour until no more fucking masks, no more virus. This fucking thing is gone and we can be just like it was. <coughs> go on the plane, not have to wear a mask, show up at the gig, sell CDs and have people breathing in my face <laughs> on, all night long, you know. That's that's what I'm going back to, and I'm not going to go back to anything less, because I know that anything less will not work. It, yeah. it will just be futile, won't make money. So that's why they're waiting so long. It's not just me; it's everybody. I mean, everybody's saying the same thing. When are you working? Uh, spring 2022. 
That's what they're all saying. Except I, for Amigolo, that's what I'm talking. Yeah. Well, you know what? You know the 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 the, the opposite of that, or are the counter to that, will be gigs in town for local musicians. Like right. if you're local and you've got a gig in town, yeah, you're going to be working a lot sooner than that. But I'm talking about like a full blown city to city tour where you've got to go out and play like every single night and make money and make the whole thing make money. That's going to be a while. Like football games, you know, like you see on TV now, like the NFL games are empty. They can't start filling up those stadiums until this shit is over. You know, they can't. It's so, it's crazy, man. The amount of people just, I don't think we've seen the full effects of this. Not yet. No. It's going to get a lot worse before it gets better. January, yeah, I think the next start of next year is going to be, it's going to be tough. Yeah, it's going to be tough. It's going to until the vaccine starts getting, and so and basically until we develop herd immunity from it, then yeah. it's then we're going to see the numbers way you know go down and things are going to kind of go back to normal. But it's going to take some time. And you know, and there's going to be those people who just still don't believe it and aren't going to. Yeah, well, there's those fuckers. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking hell, man. You know. No, I mean, but, you know, and then there's the truth of the fact that, you know, there's always another virus. Yeah, there's, yeah. Always, there's always a mutation of, of this virus. Yeah, you know, I oh, mean, the sure. fact is, is this could be the, the quotidian for uh, the future. Yeah, well, they Our said, they've already said this. They're, this, is, this is the baby. When the serious one comes, we've we got to be better prepared. Right, yeah. well, you know, I mean, you know, regardless, I mean, shit, man, I don't know. My mom died of MERS, you know, of a bug in a hospital, you know, that is, is antibiotic resistant, you right. know. And I mean, now, granted, she was sick and very compromised at the time. But, you know, I mean, you know, to think that the coronavirus is the only thing we needed to lick and, like, life is okay after that, it's like... I mean, I remember Ebola, you know, MERS. I mean, we got a lot of shit to deal with here. And, you know, hopefully the, the dealing with this will have taught us some lessons for the future so that we, it won't be as difficult going forward. Shaking hands may be a thing of the past. Yeah, but I'm still going to lick doorknobs. No one's stopping me from that. <laughs> I still got to sell CDs right up, right up two feet from somebody and and if there's something to catch i'm gonna catch it yeah because i mean it's not like you don't it's not like you you know if if i if i just decided okay i'm not gonna sell merch after the gig i could probably maintain some kind of a gig a safe touring life and not only come close to my band members and wear a mask and not come close to the crew and manage to set up and do a sound check and play a gig without really taking that many risks. But when it comes time to selling CDs, <laughs> that's all over because you're right there. Wouldn't you guys say that the, just the, the normal cold has probably just taken a back seat because everyone's been, well, majority of people wearing masks. So if you're not passing COVID, you're not passing the common cold, right? I guess not. I mean, but I get a flu shot every year. I hardly ever get sick, and I had—I can't even remember the last time I had a cold. Wow. Yeah, but I mean, the guy—the guy who gave me my flu shot this year, the—the the, you know the pharmacist, I guess he was. He told me he says, you know, this year's flu season ain't going to be so bad. He says because everybody's already with COVID, wearing masks, washing their hands, taking care with things. He says this is going to be. I pre he he predicted. This would be a very relatively mild flu season. He says, what I'm worried about is next year with all the people who, you know, who, who then kind of stop wearing the masks and start going out and return to normal behavior. And they've lost a year of just fighting off all the shit that's out there. All right. You know, and I don't, I don't I mean, believe me, I'm not an epidemiologist. I just play one on Instagram, you know. <laughs> <laughs> that's true though hey, my, Bruce my guitar playing believe me the fucking viruses stay the far away from me as possible they hear what I'm playing 
and they go the other fucking way. You know what I mean? Uh, well, <laughs> the the world has changed, man. For for forever, it's changed. Well, at least the fucking dickhead's not in the White House anymore. That all that's that. He that lost again today. Happy. Hey, how many times has he lost now? About 20. I guess we got about 10 no, more to go it, before he's president. Actually, if you count all the court cases, it's more like 50. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I just enjoy watching him court lose. Court and, 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 and I love this release the Kraken shit. That shit is so funny. <laughs> yeah. Fucking Kraken. You know, that bitch you know, looks like a Kraken. No, and, 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 and just the one thing, I, I would like to retire one phrase from our lexicon as a as a society and that is i'm retiring to spend more time with my family <laughs> that was never said by anybody whose family wouldn't want to spend any time with them. right yeah. i mean think about all the times you've heard that said by some disgraced guy or some soon to be fired person yep. who leaves right or you know because they want to spend and, and you think about it you're like what family would want to spend more time with this person? <laughs> no, no, and I'm not saying anybody in particular. I'm asking everybody to think back through well, the, you know, the 20 years that we've heard that being said. Well, Bill Biden like, got out, man. And well, you know, but it's everybody who says that. Yeah. Yeah. You know, some sex offender. Oh, I'm going to quit my job. You know, I want to spend more time with him. They're all like, no, thank you. you know? <laughs> Can you spend time with the family next door instead? You know, yeah, that's so funny. man. Oh, my God. <laughs> this has sure been a shit show. I swear to God. I'm just watching the news more lately than I ever have. What? Now you're tuning funny. in? I've tuned I out. I, thought no, you I like to tune in. I like to watch the shit show. It's funny, Trump man. Out I, here. I just out. can't believe, I cannot believe some of the things that I'm seeing. It's just... It's, but hold it. Where have you crazy. been? I've been addicted to the news like I've been watching Days of Our Lives the last four years. And now that Trump's gone, I'm, I've bailed on the news. I've stopped watching the fuckers and that's it's great, but you're tuning in now. Yeah, I'm kind of tuning in just because I enjoy seeing him lose so much. Oh, yeah, that's true. That's true. That I just, I just, I just revel in it. I love it. You know, so I watch, I turn on the news and I just see, <laughs> you know, all the shit that's going down. I'm like, wow, this guy still really fucking somehow believes he's going to be president for four he's, more years. He's, he's holding like, on for dear life. Fucking moron. Man, he's going down with the Titanic. It's I can't wait yeah. till was it an inauguration day when what's he's not going to turn up. Yeah, well, what's going to be the really fun part to, for me to watch? Because I don't really care if he goes to jail. He goes to jail. If he doesn't, he doesn't. I don't know the circumstances, and I'm I'm not versed enough and knowledgeable enough in 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 the law. But I just know for a fact that the prosecutors in New York are salivating for January 20th, oh, man. right? Because they're going to come at him like a ton of fucking bricks. Love it. I love and, it. And it's just going to be interesting to see what they throw at him and, and, and to see how it unravels his game plan. <laughs> because whether he goes to jail or not, it is going to take up an enormous amount of his time and energy well, he all this bullshit that they're going to throw at him. And who knows how much of it is legit and who much... How much of it is just, you know, just petty bullshit? Well, he's a cockroach, man. I, I really think if, if there was a nuclear bomb, Trump would walk away from it. He's just a fucking <laughs> you might cockroach. might be right, man. You might be right. But, man, and it might be just do... a bunch of bullshit and time-wasting efforts on the part of the pros prosecutors in New York. They might have not enough on him to, to, to do shit. But it's just going to be interesting for Oh, man, it's going to be great. they do. Yeah. Because you know? his whole empire is based in New York. Yeah. So if they get him on tax fraud, if they get him on even on state tax fraud, he could go to jail. Yeah, oh, that'd be great. So it would be really kind of cool to see him as a cuddly sex toy in prison. <clears throat> and you know what? Why the fuck do we lose greats like Charlie Pride and we don't lose people like Trump and Giuliani? That's sad. That's man. fucked Charlie up, Pride man. Was, he was awesome. Ah, oh, what a what a beast! He was amazing. He was really great. Man. Yeah, that was sad. Yeah, 
That's really sad. Again, the wrong old, people dying, man. He? How old was he? 80? Uh, 80. Might have been 86, was he? 80, was he that yeah. old? Holy shit. I think he was 80, 86, which is the perfect year to go out. Right. Yeah. He was well, yeah, 86. 86. <laughs> well, they, they're saying he might have... He might have caught it at that fucking music, the country music awards that he did. Wow. He died of COVID? Yeah, he died of COVID. Oh, I didn't know that. And he just like three weeks or two weeks before he performed at the country music awards. So Hmm. probably wasn't a smart idea to turn up for that. But they said that they followed all everything they were supposed to do. But who knows? Oh. That sucks, man, for Charlie Pride. Yeah, man. She's my dad used to love to listen to him. Oh man, I I grew up with One Charlie Pride. Yeah. How does a black man do so well on country music? I don't know. You know, he was one of the very big innovators that got into country music. And it's just like he was huge, man. He had just millions of fans. Man, the guy was. He had something like um. 20, 52 hits? 20, maybe sure. 25, like, number one hits or something. Like, a ridiculous amount. Mm-hmm. Pretty amazing, man. Yeah, uh, totally. A legend. Fucking legend. So what... Yeah, well, you know, I mean, like, Chet, Chet Atkins, you know, had him under his wing, and they kind of... Like hid the fact that he was black from a lot of people first. Right. Uh, they got him liking the music, and then they introduced. Yeah, yeah, and, 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 and you know, I mean, but you know, people. Just when it comes down to it, you know, I mean, if you don't make it political and just make it personal, people are cool. And he was well loved. And yep. He did really well. I got a picture of him playing an L five right here in front of me. Hmm. You know, um, you know, but you know, he was a baseball player. I don't know well, if you know that's but he, he was a baseball player in the Negro Leagues. And he was really good, right? Like, well, pretty good, but obviously the singing was better. better. <laughs> you know what? That reminds me of, uh, of Bernie. What's that guy's name that I played on his record? In oh Louisiana? man. Yeah. Bernie, uh, Bernie Williams. Bernie Williams, yeah. Yeah, he became a, a big smooth jazz star. Yeah. And and uh, he was over at my house, and I played on his record. And I guess Leland Sklar played on that same album. That's right. I remember you guys talking and, about it. Yeah, and he's like a huge baseball like icon. Wow. Yeah, no, and, he, was, he was on all those Yankee teams. That yeah, won. he won the World Series. Yeah. You know, so it's like, whoa. And when I tell, and I'm not really a baseball guy that much, but when people, when I tell people, yeah, Bernie Williams was over at my house recording, they just go like, oh my God. (laughs) That's funny, man. So, yeah, man. And, and, you know, his record is, as smooth jazz records go, is, you know, it's good. It's, you know, he's playing his thing, doing his thing and whatever. Not really into smooth jazz that much, but (laughs) (laughs) how did you get on that album? I don't know. I think I think you should make a solo guitar smooth jazz record. (laughs) There you go. Oh, I'd pay for that. Oh, me too. I'd pay pay for for just the cover. I don't even care if there's a record in there. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I could do that same thing that Frank Potenza did. He got a little kitty cat. Yeah, right. put it on the cover and it said soft and warm. Yeah. <laughs> and I always kid Frank about that. Yeah. He did a, that? Yeah, yeah, he's got a he's got an album called Soft and Warm. <laughs> and and I said, you know, Frank, that could mean a lot of things. <laughs> but he's got a kitty cat. Well, he's got, yeah, a little a little pussy on the cover, never hurt nobody. <laughs> <laughs> what was his 
thought process behind that title. I don't know. We should get him on the show and ask him. Yeah, um, we need to get Frank on the show and ask him. I, I can get him any day you want. Well, let's just call him. Let's get I mean, Frank on. Matter of fact, I can call him right now, but I'm not sure he'll answer. There, there had to be some sexual in, innuendo in that title. Soft and oh, with Frank, no way. He would never do that. <laughs> And he put a pussycat on the cover. He did. That's some funny shit. Yeah, man. <laughs> Definitely funny. I love it. So, so what have you guys, Christmas is coming up before we know it. When, what do you guys got planned? Well, I'm going to stay home. <laughs> <laughs> There's original. <laughs> I'm going to stay home and just watch TV and practice and try to write some tunes. Woohoo! <laughs> what an exciting life. <laughs> Something different. Something different. Bruce? Well, I'm not going to like go to war on Christmas or anything. Oh. You know, I, I think Christmas I think Christmas is just as cool as all the other twelve holidays that happen around this time. But but I happen to have been grown up grown up in a in a different thing where like right now I'm in like the fifth or sixth day of Hanukkah already. Ah. So, uh, not that I've been lighting a menorah, I'm aware of it, you know, and my parents are gone, and so it's part of my history, and and so I'm aware of that, and I'm aware Christmas is coming, and all the various other festivals that happen at, at the winter solstice, and um, my wife is sort of pagan Christian, so we're going to celebrate Christmas too. What's a pagan Christian? <laughs> well, Don't they burn she, them at the stake? Is that... Okay, she 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 kind of is American <laughs> Scottish, so the Christian thing is there, but it's also really more it's more around the, the seasonal change, you know, the the light of the day starts getting longer around Christmas. Uh-huh. And that's and that's really where that this all started with all the religions. That's the pagan thing back before all the religions. And and so we're uh we're gonna she always lets me know what she wants, and we get it for her. So, like, <laughs> Christmas is every day for her. Um, for me, whatever I want, I just go ahead and get. So I guess Chris- Christmas or Hanukkah is every day for me. <laughs> so we're just going to take advantage of the shortening light and the lockdown quarantine to just kind of hang out and light a fire and eat good food. I've been really up. Another thing during this quarantine is I've been upping my... Um, cooking thing i mean i've always been a decent italian cook because i spent so much time in italy and i love the food everybody was very happy to teach me a lot of their stuff but um growing up in san francisco particularly you know and spending so much time in chinatown that chinatown in san francisco is like a should be considered a region of china i mean the food is very specific to that one area. So if you go to like eat Chinese food anywhere in the world, probably including China, it won't taste like what San Francisco Chinatown Chinese food tastes like. And I grew up eating it and I love it so much. And I've been so disappointed my whole life. Like when I moved to LA and I'm down here in Monterey area and I go to Chinese restaurants and I'm like, what is this? You know? So uh, I've decided to learn how to make it myself. And I bought a wok and I seasoned it. And it turns out that there's some woman who gives master classes, uh, who comes from San Francisco Chinatown, and I've been ta- and I've been checking out her shit. And then I found out one of my favorite restaurants in Chinatown. I had like three that I went to all the time. Has a cookbook out. So I bought the cookbook, and then you know you got to realize that like I mean I worked at that club Pearls for however many years right there in North Beach, but it was across the street from Chinatown. It was right on the borderline, and I would eat at the counter, watching people cooking walks, making my meal and everybody else's meal. I mean I've watched this and I've eaten it for years of my life. I know what it's supposed to taste like, and so I think I'm in a good spot to kind of at this point in my life explore. That find out what the ingredients are and try and and make wow. the jazz happen. That you know what I mean. I can cook that food for myself. That's impressive, dude. That's awesome. That, what was that restaurant that you told me to go to when I was in Chinatown in San Francisco? 
Well, there w it would have been three, one of three. I have House of Nanking, Henry's Hunan, or Brandy Ho. Oh, it was Brandy Ho. Yeah. Yeah, we went there. It was amazing. It's amazing. It's a whole it's so good. And I'm not really a big Chinese food fan, but I loved it. It was insanely good. Yeah, I mean that's just what I so grew up. Good. It's a different thing, and, and you know, and 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 the lady hit me to some whole things. They like the way they use the Sichuan peppercorns and and like in black and fermented black beans, and that's a whole how the whole thing works. Now you cook so fast, and I and I sat there, you know, like I'd go to the gig, you know, my gig was at nine, I'd show up about eight o'clock, and I'd sit at the counter, and they, I'd order, and they just cook my shit right in front of me, you know, and I'd eat it, and then I'd go across the street. So I mean, like I'm in a good position to like, why the fuck haven't I done this before, you know what I mean? Except for I didn't have the time. Well, now I bought a walk and seasoned it and i'm making stuff and I already my first forays without a lot of the ingredients they're telling me to get is already better than what i get in chinese restaurants for my, my taste and again it's just you got to realize i grew up there it's like growing up in a region of china where you like that particular food and you know you go to like all these great other chinese restaurants and i'm sure they're great but you kind of you know, it's like your mom's spaghetti. You want it like so, that. So basically for 2021, we can expect Guitar Wank, Bruce Foreman, instead of the Guitar Wank Minute, it might be Guitar Wank Chinese-style yeah. cooking session. No, actually, our because I've gone beyond that. I mean, besides the Chinese, I'm cooking Italian, and I'm doing something I call signature sandwiches, which are like my lunch vibe. Which I've hipped you to, Troy. Yeah, that was good. And um, I've been creating sandwiches that I think are really like badass deli creations. And um, maybe my next thing will be like a place where I play and also create a menu of food that goes with it, you know? Hot damn. That could happen. You know, you come and you pay your money and you get fed great and you get entertained and we hang and boom, that's what it is. You know? Well, I can tell you it's going to be a big step up from that fucking place where I got food poison listening to your ass play. <laughs> but hey, man, you know, according to the guy who, who ran that place, he says, ah, you get over it in a day or so. <laughs> man, I got so food poisoned at that Oh, man. Hole. It's like, you oh, never my God. That was this? You've never been there. If you've never Viva been Cantina. Yeah, oh, you, Viva, yeah. <laughs> no, that was his vibe. You, well, you haven't been here if you haven't been poisoned by <laughs> Yeah, I got I got the worst food poisoning from a taco. Oh, wow. I was I, watching. I, I called him up once, and I said, man, I was so sick after eating there. And he was like, well, you know, you'll get over it. You know, it's like, Holy shit. It's like, how do you think, or something like, how do you think I feel? I eat there every night, you wow. know. So. <laughs> so how do you guys, do you guys get into getting into the Christmas spirit? Do you feel compelled to play Christmas, Christmas songs at this time of the year or re-bring re them, <laughs> bring them out? I remember Bruce saying something, he fucking hated Christmas songs. Uh, you know, you know, but that's a simplification, but. Not that far from the truth. Uh, <laughs> Why is that? The weird thing for me, you know how many songs I know. Yeah. I mean, I'm not like the most, you know, encyclopedic musician I know. I'm far from it. But I know a lot of fucking songs. Yeah. A lot of songs. There's something about Christmas songs. <laughs> I have to relearn them every year. <laughs> Now, you know, you could name a tune that I learned like when I was 17 and I could just play it for you. But a Christmas song I've played every year for the last 40 years, <laughs> I've got to figure it out again. Now, I obviously have some sort of Is it the Jew? Block. It's the Jew in you. <laughs> yeah, it's the Jew in me. Right, yeah. So, um, and they were all written by Jews, you know? So, uh, it just uh, proves that Jews hate Jesus. You know, you know, well, it takes one to know one. <laughs> you know, my 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 Christmas is is not about religion since I'm not religious. So my Christmas is all about Santa Claus and, <laughs> and, and like our, 
our Christmas movie is The Nightmare Before Christmas. Oh, yeah, man. Because that's Angela's favorite movie of all time. So, that you know, we watched that it, it, multiple times. Have you watched the Netflix special on how those movies are made and, like, behind the scenes, oh, the story man, on I it? I just love that movie so much, Nightmare Before Christmas. It's, and also The Bad Santa. Oh, fucking love that. What a great movie, man. <laughs> That's something all the family can get behind. <laughs> I love that movie so much. man. I love it so much. And this year will be Angela's first time seeing it. Love it. So uh, I really love that movie. Yeah. Such a great Christmas movie. Yeah, that is a good one. That's a that great a good one. one. <laughs> National Lampoon's Vacation Christmas Special. That one's oh, one yeah, of my favorite. Oh, yeah, you know, the Christmas Vacation was really good. Yeah. One of, I guess one of the <clears throat> last movies that Randy Quaid made before he went totally insane. Dude, I had that, you know, Randy Quaid's character. I had that situation here for Thanksgiving. We had some family stay over and they were supposed to leave. They stayed here for a week, and then just as they were about to leave, his wife had an appendix, had to get her appendix out, so they had to stay another week and move into our house from our guest house. (laughs) And all they did was sit on the couch, eat my food, and watch movies every day. They were quite large people, and it drove me nuts, and I felt like Chevy Chase in that (laughs) vacation movie. (laughs) It wasn't fun. No, it doesn't sound like fun. But they're gone now, so that's good. But um, no more family. <laughs> gone as in gone or just moved to another they, location? They, they went yeah, home yeah. finally. He killed them. I killed them. Yeah, he killed I them. I did think about it several times. He I tried to bury it. them in the backyard, but then he realized that the astroturf was hard to get through. <laughs> so he fed them to the squirrels. Oh, uh. man. Hey, I got to modulate for a second. Talk about gear. Oh, oh yes. Good. <laughs> Just for a second. Do it. I'm really, I don't mind I'm really happy. What's that? Can I take a nap while you do it? <laughs> yeah, sure. All okay. right. Always do. No, I, I'm really happy to announce that Sir is bringing the SH100 amp back, and they're even going to make a 50-watt version of it. Whoa. So I'm really happy about Why? it. Because it's a really great amp. Why? Well, they, they never really stopped making it because you could always order it. Right. They just stopped putting it on their website like one of the major things they make. But I think what they're realizing is that it's actually, it may not be as close to a real Plexi Marshall as the one that they're selling. Because the one that they're selling, it's called the SL68, Super Lead 68. It's about the closest thing you could get to an actual Plexi. Plexi Marshall, right. but it's so loud that it would literally blow the roof off your house because there's no master volume, right. like on my amp. Yep. So I think they're realizing that they want a more versatile amp for people to use on stage because, like I've told you many times, or I've said many times, with my amp, it has a master volume, so you can actually get a pretty good you know, rock lead tone at a pretty medium volume. You don't have to be that loud to get a good tone from it. And then you've still got lots of headroom, so if you do really need to turn up, you can. So it's a great versatile amp, and the fact that they're making a 50-watt version is even better because there are guys that mostly play really small clubs where 100-watt, you just don't need a 100-watt well, why, why don't they just make it with a switch on the back where you go half-volume kind of thing? That's a good question. I, I Probably because the 50-watt amp will be cheaper. Right, okay. And if you need the 50-watt amp just by itself, they might do a version on that where you could do 50 down to 30, hmm. which would be way more beneficial to most people who play in small venues, yeah, small who's, clubs. Who's buying 100-watt heads anymore? I don't think that many people are just because you got to play a, a pretty... Well, I mean, that being said, man, I use 100-watt at the baked potato and I need to hear myself. I need it. Hmm. because I play with a drummer who hits. Yeah. And when you hit in the unfortunately when you hit in the baked potato, yeah, oh my it's, god. It's bad, yeah. It's fucking loud. So wow. So when did they come out the, with the amp? Sorry. When did they come out with the amp? I, I'm not sure yet, but just the fact that they're doing it makes me pretty happy because it's a great amp and I I'd love to get a hold of the 50 watt version too. Yeah. Because then there's some pla- some places where I could use it. But um 
anyway, yeah, I was just happy to hear that because it's a great amp and um, it's very versatile. I, I, I got some new phone. gear that I was pretty impressed with recently. That you would, you know, your little practice things, Scott, that you use. The little Pandora? Yeah. I, uh-huh. I was looking for something along that line and I researched the Spark by Bias. Is, no, is it, um, anyway, I forget who it's by, but it's, it's called the Spark. And it's, I got to say, it is the best practice amp all in one contraption you can get. It is absolutely, I think it's amazing. I think it's absolutely is, incredible. Is that what I'm seeing on the internet in front of all these things where they're doing ads for it and it says skip ad? Yeah, it's probably that. It looks it looks like a little head. It's a Bluetooth yeah. speaker, but it's an amp and it's it's got all I've these amazing it. things. It's awesome. I can't brag about it enough. I was, How much did it cost? It's like 250 bucks. Uh-huh. And um, it, you got... You, you use your app to change. You've got all these different heads in it, and the sounds sound amazing. You can choose. You've got Soldanos and Bogners, and you've got everything in it, and all these pedals. So it's kind of like Line 6 kind of stuff, but then you can right. download sounds, and then you can go to the music where you can basically pull up any song, and it will chart out the song on your iPad, and you play along with the backing track. So like, Almost like iReal. It's amazing, yeah. They've, so, and what are the speakers in it? They're just, just tiny. It's really, it's like a forty watt amp. It's is really it like two is little it like car speakers. Yeah, oh. le- they're small, but you can, you know, you can. Are there two or one? I think I think there's two in it. Two but it's speakers. Really loud for what it is. You're like, I can't uh-huh. believe it's that loud. It's impressive. That's, you could it's do it. Not re- tube, right? It, of course, it's not tube. No, it's, no. It's, uh, like amp modeling. Yeah, you could do yeah. you could do a living room rehearsal with it, and you can plug your acoustic into it. It's they've really now they've hit a a home run with this. This thing is oh, selling really like hotcakes. I've seen ads for it. I've just never. Uh, Two of my friends bought it, and they they loved it too. Yeah. So um, I, I oh I'd like well can I can I do that since we're here? It's Christmas, you know. Uh, <laughs> First of all, Dumble called me, and he's doing a new thing. He's 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 actually partnering with Target. They're gonna <laughs> Dumble. They're gonna, have, they're gonna have Dumble. They're gonna have not only Dumble amps in Target, but they're gonna have like Dumble T-shirts <laughs> and and Dumble uh, headbands. You know all the all the stuff that Dumble. You know the famous jeans that he wears. That's all going to be. It's like a Dumble section of Target. I would, would like you know, Alexander wants me to let you all know that that's coming. Right. You know, and they, and they, of course they're going to have the flashlight that he puts on his head when he yeah, comes yeah, outside. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Actually, they've got it new. It's like an entire band. And, oh yeah. And you can right. actually have them on your arms too. It's awesome. like a whole, it's like laser tag. What, what are the dumbbells selling for, Bruce? Do you know? Oh, they- man. Well, well, you know, I mean, I would hesitate to tell. I mean, they're really expensive, and you probably have to wait for about two years for delivery of the product. <laughs> but other than that, it's, it's, um, it's a big thing. You got to tag so, it. Uh, anyways, but also uh, Peter Hendrickson of Hendrickson Amps, you know, the, the small bud amp that I love so much. Yep. That actually Alexander Dumble allowed me to carry into his house he played it and he liked it and he said it didn't infect any of his other amps so <laughs> uh but the, the the bud six which is really portable but the bud 10 which is something i really love the amp you know um he's selling those direct now if you go straight to henrickson and if you give him my name he'll give you a discount i don't know if it's more than five percent or ten percent but that will cover shipping and tax, probably. You know, I mean, and they're loud too, right? Uh, oh yeah, they're they're. I mean, I haven't played a gig yet that that the Bud couldn't handle, right? You know, and it's a great sounding amp, and it's it's really stable and well made, and the guy is is an incredible citizen in terms of he puts on festivals and he supports bands, and there's lots of clubs that have house amps that he's supported. You know, I mean, he's really a great guy, and it's a spe- it's a specific sound that I can work with really well. Uh, if you're looking for something portable, solid, you know, and and really good, uh, I think that's great. So there's two things for you to know for Christmas. There's of course the Dumble section at Target, <laughs> and then of course the Henriksen amps, 
which if you use my name, you will get a discount. I, I can't say it's going to be very much. I don't know. It's up to him. Uh, I, I know he won't charge you more if you mention my name. So, so what, do you, what do you guys want for Christmas? I got some Disney Hot Wheels coming. <laughs> How many Hot Wheels cars do you have right now? Almost 2,000. 2,000 Hot Wheels cars. Do you have a prize possession? I've got a few. Are they vintage or something, or what's the deal? Yeah, they're vintage, and they got them in special places and paid a lot of money for a couple of them. What's the most you've paid for a Hot Wheels car? Maybe 200 bucks. Wow. Yep. But, but that's only very few. Yeah. Most of them are just the ones you buy at Target for 3 bucks. So... You have to, how much would your collection be worth? Oh, geez, I don't know. I have no idea. But you know, the cool thing about is they have there's there's a lot of cool, um, um, you know, motion picture and TV cars. Uh. So they have I have the whole Star Wars collection, the whole Marvel collection, <laughs> DC collection. TV shows collection like the Jetsons and the Simpsons and wow. all kinds of stuff and you know Spongebob Squarepants and you have Dukes of Hazard. no I don't have the Dukes of Hazard. I've never seen a Dukes of Hazard Hot Wheels oh wow but, but I got a lot of different kinds and a lot of difference and they're really cool and me and Angela have been collecting them since she was like three years old that is super cool man so they're fun, you know. They're they're just well. Fun. I've seen at your place how you have them set up, and they look yeah, amazing. They're, they're on the walls, yeah. you know. They that you can get these cases where they're very out of the way. They just they literally only stick off the walls an inch. So hold it. If I bring my four year old daughter over and she wants to play with the cars, that's not happening. No, she can play with them. You just open them up and oh, okay. take them out. Yeah. <laughs> Love to get all yeah. two thousand of them out. You know what? I wish I I wish I had room in my house for one of those big Hot Wheels race tracks. <laughs> the orange, the orange plastic, yeah, race the orange track. ones. Yeah, but I don't have room. Uh, maybe we but should. If buy I did. One. I just set it up in my living room and have a huge Hot Wheels racing speedway in if my you, living room. You know, what? Yeah. that should be your next music video, Scott. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Hot Wheels, Hot Wheels. I think that's pretty cool. Absolutely. So, all right, so if you're a good boy, you'll get some more Hot Wheels. That's kind of cool, yeah, Bruce. Yeah, but I'll probably just get what I always get, which is like coal and sticks. <laughs> get what? You know, I get a couple lumps of coal and a few sticks for Christmas. That's what I usually get. <laughs> that sounds awesome. I'm preparing for that. <laughs> Bruce, what do you want? For Christmas. Oh man, the usual, but you know, I'm not gonna get it. So <laughs> I want Pornhub Premium, but you know, that's like ten bucks. <laughs> oh man. Yeah. Yeah. Well, what do you get a guitarist that's got everything? Another you guitar. Know, I, did a, I did get a new guitar that I really like. Oh, what'd you get? It's a it's an electric dobro. Ooh. And it's cool. It's it's not expensive at all. It was only like six six fifty or something like that. Right. And, and it's made by um, Jerry Jones. No, no, sorry, Dan Electro. Oh, okay, yep. And it's cool um, because, man, their demo on it on the web is so good. Whoever put this demo together did such a great job because first you listen to the and if you go on the Dan Electric, uh, Dan Electro website and you pick that guitar, the electric Dobro. You can easily hear the video. And what they did first is they mic'd it with a microphone, and this guy's playing it. And then they they, they have another him playing another part um, separately with the piezo pickup that's in the you know the the steel thing that's on the guitar, right? The cone. Yep. And they have a piezo pickup in the cone, and then it has a lipstick pickup like most Dan Electro guitars do and they had a little and they had him playing through like a little distortion pedal with that pickup separately and all three sounds are really good and then they have him a tune where you hear well actually he's playing the same tune but just separately and then they put all three together right 
and you're listening to all three parts together, and it sounds amazing. Wow. It sounds like such a great, they did such a good job with this demo, and I heard it, and I said, I got to have this. <laughs> this great. And, yeah. uh, and I love it. I just love it. It's so much fun to play. Wow, i got to check that out. It really reminds me of the tones. Now, God, you got to forgive me for not being able to remember this guy's name, because he's super famous. He's a very popular dobro player, electric dobro player, and he's been on the blues circuit in Europe for many years, and he's sort of like a cross between Johnny Winter. Well, I, honestly, I'd say he's a cross between himself and Johnny Winter. Right. Because he's so influenced by Johnny Winter. I mean, goddamn. I've never heard anybody be able to, you know, come this close to sounding like Johnny. He really does sound like, and I can't remember his name. What the hell is his name? Should I look it up? Yeah, what's what's the model that you bought? It's called, well, I could go on the Dan, Dan Electro site real quick and find it. Um, Dan Electro. Okay, I'll find it right now. Hang on. It's called, here it is. It is called the fifty nine. Yes, the fifty nine. Which one? Oh uh, wow, that looks awesome! I got There's the black, black one. one. Oh, the black one looks cool as hell. Yeah, it's it's really cool. Yeah, I got the black one. It's a fifty nine resonator. Well, this one doesn't appear to be a resonator, the one I'm looking at. No, no, you have to go to, down at the bottom, it'll say sitar and resonator. Okay. Wow. And it's, it's the one on the right, and you can change the color to black. And that's what I got. So, so let, is that kind of similar? Bruce's resonator, right? I don't know, because I don't know if Bruce's resonator is acoustic or electric. It's an acoustic guitar. Okay, his is acoustic. That's the difference. I'm sure they're similar, but you know, this has a, a piezo pickup in the in the in the cone in the metal cone. Right. And you can mix it with the lipstick pickup. Oh, that's super cool. So that's kind of cool. And then you could mic it up too because it's pretty loud acoustically. Well, I got a bunch of guitars, anyways. So, but it is a really nice cool. And in the middle there, you can see my electric sitar. That's the sitar that I have. Yeah, that I that I used on uh, Vibe Station. Oh so that's wow! A, that's a cool guitar too. And you know these guitars are so cool; they're cheap and they they sound really they sound really great. Wow! You might have just sold some um, Dan Electros, Scott. Now I'm going to try to find out this electric Dobro player. Um, popular. It's fun to play different stuff like that because it makes you play so differently, doesn't it? Yeah, absolutely. It was like jumping in a different car. Um. Well, who? Well, I. I don't see this guy, and it says. Okay, I'll enter something else because I said guitarist, and all it's showing me is guitars. Um. I'll say guitar player. Maybe that'll change. Low, 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 low. <laughs> Sorry, you guys, but I want to know who this guy is. Yeah, well, let's talk about something else while he's working. Yeah, you guys go ahead because it's we'll, not Jerry we'll fill, in the, fill in the gaps, Bruce. Okay, okay, right. Okay. So I just want to say that even though we're in COVID and even when we got to be careful and wear masks, right now we're in that moment where we, we realize we have underbought for our significant others and families. That we need a certain amount of requisite shiny objects in order to maintain peace and harmony and health and happiness throughout the year. <laughs> so might I suggest we get off our asses Get out in the world, in our community, go to those small stores and buy, and buy and, and just cop a bunch of little, little objects, 
that show you care. And it's not about the objects. It's about the effort you put into going out and finding them and bringing them That's home. That's not a smart message at the moment. That's not? No, well, COVID. But no, I'm saying wear a mask and be careful. But, you know, I mean, there's ways of doing it. There's social distancing and, you know, shops are open. And, and, and my guess is everybody's buying bullshit on Amazon hoping it shows up on time. Like my UPS guy showed up in a Tesla today. They don't even have trucks anymore. <laughs> the guy's driving his own car. Wow. So, like, go out and help your own community. You know, yes, wear a mask. Yes, keep your distance. But, you know, just get some stuff to let, you know, because right now is the moment where we're all in a real tight bind. We've all been living together. We've all been kind of taking advantage of each other just because we do, because we're just stuck with each other. And so this is a great way to show love and consideration and it's not really what you're getting like i say it's the effort you put into getting it that is going to resonate Hold it. so just clicking on amazon doesn't count in my opinion it's not the same yeah but it's a hell of a lot easier it does but what happens if it doesn't arrive in time oh no it does amazon oh i got it you guys (laughs) what is it Eric Sardinas. Oh, yes. Bad motherfucker. He's, he's awesome. Isn't I've, he... seen him play, I've seen him play at least three or four times. Isn't he Canadian? I, he might be. Didn't he tour with... He grew up touring and playing guitar with Jeff Buckley. Uh, Jeff um, Healy. I think he did. Yes. And the guy is just a serious badass on yeah, the guitar. Yeah, he's he's friggin' awesome. And uh, you know, we've played some. I've played some festivals that he was on. I got to hear him play a couple times, and he's really good. Yeah. And he's got a very unique sound. He plays dobro, but it's seriously rock and roll sound. And 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 you would think it would be pretty bright, adding all that gain to a dobro. But he does it in a way that still sounds very, I mean, just gets great tone, but it's a really unusual sound. And, and you know him from just the first note, you know it's him. Wow. He's got a real voice. And, uh, and he's a good singer, too. They sound quite like him. He's a good singer, right? Yeah, I mean, he's just, a, and he's a great showman. Yeah. And he's just, his band, I mean, it's a tough act to follow, man. I've, I've had to follow him a few times. <laughs> and it's a tough act to follow because he's really a badass. He's yeah. a great player. And, um, you know, he's yeah, played a lot of the same festivals. You've mentioned him before, and I actually went and researched him. And he's, yeah. he's amazing. Absolutely yeah, awesome. He really plays good. He'd be a great guy to have to talk to on the show. Yeah, you know, I've, uh, I've heard he's not a very nice guy. Oh. <laughs> For many, many people. <laughs> no, I just a lot of people. He's Canadian. I've heard he's not a very nice guy to talk to. He doesn't. In Canadian fact, I tried to talk nice. to him one time, and he didn't want to talk to me. <laughs> you know, so well, he just ignored me when I tried to talk to him. You know, so he's <laughs> kind of, he might be a little bit of a prick. I don't know, <laughs> but but he sure plays his ass off. <laughs> look at you, Garrett. <laughs> That's funny, man. Look at what Keith Jarrett said to Bruce that one time at the NAMM show, which I love. What was that? I think Bruce said, somebody introduced Bruce. It, was, said, it wasn't the NAMM show, but, he, but it might as well have been. Uh, yeah, like they just said, Bruce, the, 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 Keith, this is Bruce Foreman. What did he say? Like, so? <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, no, no. It was like, <laughs> I, I was at a party for a jazz festival. We were playing uh, at... It was like Sundance in, you know, in Utah or Nevada or Wyoming, you know, or, or oh no, it was Snowbird in Utah and um, big jazz festival. And Keith was one of the things and I was playing with Richie Cole at the time. And uh, I was at this, you know, get together for the artists. And um, so... The, the the head guy says, oh, hey, Bruce, you're here, Greg, hey, you know, and he says, oh, Keith Jarrett's over there. Do you want to meet him? Do you know him? And I said, no, God, I, I, you know, I love him, you know. I'm such a big fan. He says, oh, you want to meet him? And I said, yeah. <laughs> and so he brought me over across the room, and Keith is sitting there with his plate of food, you know, or standing there, but he's about to sit down, and he says, uh, 
And the guy says to Keith, he says, Keith, this is Bruce Foreman. He's a big fan of yours. He wants to meet you. He's playing with Richie Cole. And, and Keith kind of looked up to me and gave me the most condescending look I think I've ever gotten. And he said, so? <laughs> <laughs> and so I said, wow, you're so much shorter than I thought you were. <laughs> And that was that was the only interaction I've ever had with Keith Jarrett. That's wow. hilarious. Wow. Um, and I'm still a and I'm still a huge fan. I just want to say. You know. <laughs> man. Oh man. Well, guys, I, I hate to break up the party, nah. but I've got to bail. Yeah, right. That's yeah, right. yeah. Well, I, I, you I, know, you've got another <laughs> podcast to go to, don't yeah, you? Got, you know, Five years, you're cheating on us. Scarlett Johansson's calling me, and I got to answer that call. And I got another call coming in from Beyonce. You know, they won't leave me alone. I got to answer these phone calls. Well, well, Scott, before you go, before you guys go, this is probably the last show of the year, but just just because of the craziness and everything going on in the world and what Actually, we're dealing with. It'll probably be next year by the time they hear this, anyway. So. Well, we might squeeze all these out before the end of the year and then start fresh. But is there anything you guys want to finish on? Um, Merry Christmas to everyone. I hope everyone's safe. Thanks for the support. Anything you guys want to say? What you just said. Oh, for fuck's sake. No, and I, and yeah, I want to say that everybody, it's about (laughs) music. Play. Don't worry about it. Don't, if you haven't been playing, get back into it. If you've been playing a lot, find the new thing. If you ain't getting enough love, it's kind of come to you. Remember, it's about the music. Scott, you want to just say so? So. <laughs> <laughs> Merry Christmas to all. That, I will say that for, for those guys who I've talked to who are having some problems and you know, they are really, there's some people dealing with some tough shit right now. Yeah, that's true. But, but honestly, the music is really some good therapy. If you just, you know, get into playing your guitar more and it really does somehow get you out of the reality of what's going on sometimes for me at least it does because there's man you know like everybody else it's financially hard right now it's 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 a tough time we're going through for everybody and i find that when i just start getting into the guitar and getting into the music and just start doing stuff i forget all about this bad stuff and it just sort of calms me down it's like a you know, it's like a some kind of tranquilizer or something. <laughs> you know? It's it's just like yeah, it's a shot of heroin. <laughs> Bruce, have you got us a have you got us a Christmas carol? <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Merry Christmas, everyone. Be safe. <laughs> we'll get yeah, you hoes right. next year, Bruce. You fucking ho. <laughs> Thank you for supporting Guitar Wank. We really appreciate it. We'll see you in 2021. And um, be safe, guys, and love to all. Okay. I'm, w- I'm waiting for your next X-rated video, Troy. <laughs> It'll come. Okay, and, I'm waiting. And, 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 yeah. <laughs> all right, you guys. I, I, heard, I heard about the one where Moses does Dallas, you know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, uh, Troy... Always trying to compete with one of our friends to send me the nastiest. You video. fuckers, just look after yourself. Don't get COVID. Be safe, and we'll see you all next next year. Let's just oh, I keep dare going. You. I dare you. I dare you. Yeah, I dare you to come back. <laughs> okay, guys. See ya. See you guys. Ciao, ciao. home for Christmas You can plan on me Please have snow and mistletoe and presents by the tree Christmas Eve will find you Where the love light gleams I'll be home for Christmas If only in my dreams 
I'll be home for Christmas. You can plan on me. Please have snow and mistletoe and presents by the tree. Christmas Eve will find you where the love light gleams. I'll be home for Christmas if only in my dreams. If only in my dreams. If only in my dreams.